You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Welcome back to the Quarter Life Crisis. I'm Soraya. I'm Daryl, and I'm Sakti. Hello, <laughs> welcome to the Quarter Life Crisis, Sakti. Thank you very much, guys. It's really great to be here finally. Yes, you must have heard <laughs> so much about it from Daryl. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So me and Daryl go way back. Uni mates actually finally found a good time to come around and talk to you guys. But too bad it's during COVID. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but we're glad that we managed to get you here. Yeah. And what you do is the reason why we have you here right now. I'm actually a drilling fluids engineer. What I is, guess it what? sounds a little exotic. Yeah, I was just about to say, what is that in English? <laughs> <laughs> so we actually have an industrial term for us. They call us the mud engineers. So, the so guys who plays the mud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get that a lot. But yeah, so I work offshore and we go offshore to drilling rigs and we sit there for about uh, two to three months at a time. We drill into the ground, take out all the oil and that's how the oil ends up in the cars. Since you're a drilling fluids engineer, you're mm. drilling to get the fluids. Ah, common misconception. Uh-oh. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> let me let me take it a step back. Have you guys watched the movie Deep Water Horizon? I have heard of the movie, <laughs> but you know, uh, to be honest, if I had read that the synopsis is about you know a group of offshore uh, engineers living on a rig, I'd be like, mm, next. Or <laughs> 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 not? That, but that's but that's why you're here today to you know explain it more mm-hmm. to us and what life on the rig is all about. What's it like? Right. So what do we do here? Actually, is uh, so you got to look at it at three point of view, right? We have the upstream midstream and the downstream so the upstream is where players like uh, me come into the picture we actually do the exploration and the production itself yes so the drilling engineer is the person who's in the in the remote chair in the pilot chair who'd actually control and make the hole all the way to that the reservoir right so as you're drilling i'd come in the picture i'm a drilling fluids engineer so what do i do is uh, we pump in fluids as you're drilling to take away the cutting. So, you're, yes, you're drilling, you have debris that you're cutting through, right? Ah, yes, so, this yes. fluid we pump in, it's not just uh, seawater. We pump in an engineered fluid and we call it mud. The industry term is mud. Yeah, but it's basically a very specially designed fluid with its, its intended densities to hold off the pressure under the ground. Oh, okay. It provides the hydrostatic pressure in the hole. prevents the hole from falling onto itself. With all this that comes with the job, all the risk that comes with the job, mm-hmm. you know, at some point when you're a kid, you're five, six, you know, everyone had dreams and goals of be being a cop or an astronaut or uh, something like, you know, it made you think like, oh, okay, I want to drill oil for the rest of my life. I want to live offshore yeah. and things like that. How, how did that come about? Okay, yeah, because when you say offshore, at least in our circle, uh, we're not too exposed to it. It's, it still sounds exotic. So I guess we have obviously one big operator here that is just a part of our fabric two twin towers <laughs> yeah I think our story runs similar Daryl I was walking through uh, this was after SPM you know one of those days you're just walking through and wondering what am I going to do with my life and uh, somebody stops you at a booth you know and say kid do you want to make money <laughs> <laughs> well, that's usually the selling point <laughs> oh, I'm listening <laughs> but but of course yes number one um, um, the, the incentives are very comfortable lucrative in a way or so even but what really drew me to it was uh, the fact that you uh, you have this life 
not constrained to the clock nine to five. You don't drive to work. And uh, the first thing the, the guy at the counter told me was that, kid, you get to go to work in a helicopter. I was like, mm-hmm, I'm sold. Then, <laughs> I'm so where do sign I sign? Me up. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it, it's fact like that because I always had a, a bent for the outstory kind of time. And I, and I know my job has to be a little bit on that that um, theme as well mm. uh, sitting in the office and it would, would just is too caustic to the soul I'll just corrode me throughout and I have done it so me and Daryl we've had our time too right <laughs> we've, we've done the 9 to 5 we've clocked the hours and uh, you know the, no, I still am I still am <laughs> <laughs> in a way in a way but, but you know what kills me the drive to work Ah. The morning jams, <laughs> yeah, right. So you actually worked in an office in KL after university. I I did try something else. Uh, basically, we were salesmen. Oh, yeah, okay. we were. Oh, we we both were. Yeah, together again. <laughs> Wait, is this your PN? Singtel. Yes. <laughs> 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 so, so these are kids uh, right out of uni. We need some cash in hand, you know. So then, where can we work, man? You know, need some cash, you know. But uh, that's when it started to hit me a little bit, right? So mm-hmm. I started asking myself questions. You know, um, is this going to be life afterwards for me? Even though I'm going to move to next jobs, and the next and next, but the routine is going to be more or less the, s- the same. Mm-hmm. You'll be following a set of daily schedules. I wouldn't say schedules, but yeah, the, the routine lah. Routines, yes, mm. and uh, so I, I guess I, I'm very fortunate in that sense, and uh, I ended up where I ended up. But uh, there is also a part where of oil and gas, which is very vicious, um, because it's very cyclic. And uh, we were actually me and Daryl and all that. We were part of that uh, that batch. This is inherently tied to the markets, global markets, the oil price, and all that. So the last five years has been very unkind. You've seen old people, industry captains, uh, forced out of the job. And um, but you know industry captains they've made well for themselves so it's fine they can go back to their kids but the ones that suffer are the freshmen like myself and Daryl who come out and if, if you want to make your print into the industry it's very mm. tough for them to bring you in I guess I'm just lucky like, in a way I ended up in the right point at the right time yes mm. Mm. yeah right so so we're speaking about routines mm-hmm. and how it really wasn't your cup of tea mm-hmm. right the usual nine to five mm-hmm. the daily grind the, the daily drive grind. to work and stuff like that <laughs> so now your job I'm assuming is less routinal it's actually right this is the irony of it right but my job has more routine in it <laughs> in, of course your routine is is not that the typical nine to five that you do maybe I just paint you a picture of how life mm. is over there right yeah I was actually going to ask you know about life on the rig yeah. you know mm. take us through some of your crazy stories because all I know about I didn't watch Deepwater Horizon uh-huh, uh-huh. but I've been a petroscience and I've you know this that exhibit where they mm. let you like see life on the rig but it's really not you don't you don't see much lah you just <laughs> right. see a little bit of a diorama all the great things <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. You just see a diorama, you get, yay, this is live on a ring. Obviously, it's just a small snippet of what it's really like. So yeah, tell mm-hmm, us what it's mm-hmm. like to actually live there. I mean, for two, three months at a time. Mm-hmm. Actually, you don't you don't do two, three months at a time because Malaysian law states that uh, if you're on a rig drilling, you can do a maximum of 28 days. And uh, But because of MCO and all that, uh, it's been extended to 35 days. There's a reason why they do it. Because, number one, the stress that comes with it, right? Because you're working in such an enclosed space and everything is so tight in there. You, as, as gung-ho as you are, after the two weeks mark, right? When you, you start opening up your phone, checking the calendar. So when am I supposed to fly back again? You know, <laughs> Because it, it, it saps you a little bit. Life on the rig is really fun. Let me take you to, through my, my early days, my first days there. Right? Mm. I was really excited excited when I got the call and they told me hey, how yo. long ago has it been? so it's been two years now so the first time I got the call my boss called me hey young blood <laughs> pack your bags 
pack your boots so you pack your we we have our protective suits and all that the uh, jumpsuit the uh, coveralls jumpsuits yeah boots you have to bring them gloves and glasses and the helmet so you pack them all up mm-hmm. in a big bag that you bring so excited for it and then next thing you know they give you the schedule for a helicopter helicopter <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, it's that. Oh damn! This is what I was waiting for. <laughs> oh, it's so fun! It is right. The first time I went on it was so fun. I think it's convenient to ask, right? Where would you check in for a helicopter? So that question hit my mind, right? They told me to go to the airport and check in. I was like, where do you like, check in for a helicopter? KLIA or yeah, no, no. So, so in this case, Miri Airport. Oh, yeah, Miri Airport. <laughs> so, when you had to fly to Miri Airport first, and then they take you in a helicopter. Yes. Ah. But do you know the check-in lane is the same lane that you go in for your mass check-in and your Asia check-in Really? It's the same thing I just got to figure out My flight And I got to check out My my counter number uh-huh. And I walk in there And I drop off my bag So the first time I was wondering Dude, are they going to Ship me off on an Asia <laughs> flight Somewhere? And usually they'll put The airline there yes. So what's your airline? They, they'll have it They'll H- have the Aviastar oh, oh, okay. uh, Your chopper And all that <laughs> Oh, wow. so there's, there's like Airlines for Airlines choppers. for the chopper yes. I, oh I can't even call the name exactly yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't know that I never mm. knew that I thought you just Get escorted to like Some helipad on top of a building Bye <laughs> Okay I watched I thought too, too many movies so it's, 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 it's a very <laughs> They park the escalate Beside the <laughs> helicopter You just get off <laughs> Yeah So you drop your bags there And you keep asking her The bags are going to the chopper right And then she's like, Yeah yeah Jangan takut lah First time ah, First time ah. First time kak First time <laughs> So you sign all that Everything is done Then you, you just follow that. You can see They're obviously wearing the Coveralls and okay, you follow the group. Okay, there guys over there. Eventually, they'll hound you. They'll put you in and and the heliports are actually next to the to the airports itself. It's just a minute drive. And then eventually you get to your spot and that's when you see the beautiful, beauty, beauty, beautiful chopper. Yeah, you can fit about twelve people in. I don't know if any oil and gas guys are out there, but you know the feeling of it is exactly like sitting in a cable car. Oh, yes, I see. So the whole cabin. She starts to shake. Now she takes off and and she hits the air. It's a whole different feeling. It's I was just gonna say, is it like being in an airplane? No, no. nothing like flying on an aeroplane, right? It's so noisy. Cool. You've it's, got your ear, you got your ear, your your puffs, uh, mm-hmm. earmugs, and all that, right? Yeah, mm. and then you'll see the rig. Way before you start landing She can house about 200 souls on board or so So it's uh, like a floating factory In a sense And you can pick her up Before you, you reach And uh, they drop you there And then they give you A tour of the rig Okay number one People ask me The question I get a lot right Food House the food on the rig mm. That's actually really good Oh wow Is there like a dedicated You know Kitchen galley, yes. crew I, I was gonna, Yeah yes, galley There's a galley, with, yeah, the galley. With, with like chefs Chefs And uh, oh. the food's Buffets are always flowing And everything's kind of different I've had tacos I've had oh, biryani wow. kambing You name it And every day Is something else It's all on the house Ah, It's all on the house so after a while Because you're just working And the trappings of work And all that One of the joys That you get being on the rig Is is thinking about Well what's for dinner today mm. You know right? You'll be excited And people do end up Putting weight on the rig Oh wow Yeah they do Because they eat But then what about The sleeping situation Do you have to like Bunk with I don't know like, yeah. I don't know. Have, like housemates Roommates Yeah roommates. <laughs> roommates Yes The rooms are very small Small in the sense that uh, It's just operative for you You put your bags You share it with uh, Usually a two man room Upper bunk Lower bunk Yeah Right, so the junior engineers they get pushed up to the top, lah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the senior engineer is not going to climb up the staircase <laughs> to go up there. You say, "Hey, are you atas, huh? <laughs> So how far are you from? I'm you still, know, on, the, I'm still the on the top, <laughs> 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 on the top, 
<laughs> you're in your top bunk <laughs> days. Still on the top bunk. They're, they do it. They put you up there because they want to teach you to climb the ladder <laughs> <laughs> to get the higher bunk cut. <laughs> on the rig, you don't feel a lot of uh, seasick. Seasick, yeah. Because the rigs I've been in, uh, the legs are pretty solid. So much. I mean, it's drilled into the seabed. It's not drilled. It's, it's more like the feet is uh, piled into the, the ground. Certain oh. rigs are that way. Oh, okay. But you do have floating rigs as well. Well, I guess the question is, how challenging oh. is the job? Because yeah. <laughs> you always spoke about eggs. how beautiful it was. The chopper yeah. ride, the food, the, food, the kambing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this this is how all that. So, so now we're getting to the real bit. How challenging it is working on the rig. How challenging it is for you uh, emotionally. You've mm-hmm. got family. You've, you know, for relationships, mm-hmm. you don't come back as often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, spill the beans. Yeah, and... Spill Tea. Yeah, and do you even have friendships? <laughs> okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah. spill all the tea and answer all our burning questions. Is it like a, you know, a brotherhood in the rig, like the rig brothers? This is obviously half my conversations go like this. You know, people want to hear the good parts of it, and and they don't really know the the crying. We do back the doors. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh crying no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Not in public. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would say uh, the drawbacks. I would say drawbacks. Uh, the rough days comes with the responsibility on on your shoulders, right? Of course, on a good day, nothing goes wrong. But there are days where things go and un- the unexpected happens, and you have to deal with it. So, how is it like on the rig? Because you're so far away from everything, mm. paces, resources is limited, right? It takes a lot of money to get you there. Everybody there has a job to do. Probably, like in my particular case, there's only two people on the rig that can do my job, mm. and that's that's true. That stays true for everybody else, right? So, if you, you this guy, it's probably you, the only one who can do the job so if anything happens you are called on to to solve it right then right then you have to adapt very quickly to Mm. the circumstance that happens right so that's the pressure that's sitting on your shoulders because um, uh, in the end you want it to go smoothly you have life riding on it as well so that's my risk. They pay you for your hours. There's a reason why the money is there. It's because they're paying you for your hours. You have to do your work. And most of my days, right, whenever I'm done with it, at the end of the day, when I clock out, I take off my coverall, just soaking wet. I hit the bed. I'm out cold. <laughs> KO, Kong. And then the next day, your alarm rings. You wake up. Okay, sit back up and suit it up and you go to the job again. So it's just endless rinse and repeat. You do it day and day and day and day and day and day and day. But the one good thing that comes out with it, right, at the end of the 30 days, you get to go home, you get some time off to yourself, right? So you, you get days off, you get weeks off, so you can plan ahead and, and you can, I want to go on a nice vacation, right? So you can you can make that work for you as well. But one of the biggest problems, I'd say, uh, the older hands that fit is the family. The family part of it. Right. family part right. of it, yeah. yeah. The commitments to the family. Like, I'm still a bachelor, so I don't mind slinging my bag and say, hey, boss, you got to fly tomorrow. I'm good, I'm good, I'll fly, you know? Yeah. But uh, the older you get, uh, you can see in the profiles as well, the older engineers, yeah, they start to start to migrate towards the offices a little bit more. Yeah, because they want to spend time with the family. Being on the rig doesn't allow you to catch up with uh, your, your dailies. So I'll be in the same group with Daryl, the same WhatsApp group, you know. I mean, they're having a good time Friday night out and all that. I'll be there thinking, oh, man, I wish I was back home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, do, you don't see people that often And then um, your timings are a little sporadic as well mm. uh, You might come home thinking like ah, Okay, you know, this is going to be a long break for me I've done with this campaign mm-hmm. But you never know, alright Something might happen uh, logistically And they need to feed you in So do you get another call uh, You might need to plug in over there So Ooh. you'll just have to feed into that So you, right. you're out again, out the door again Your break might be cut short Yes, your break mm. might be cut short Oh no, so you were like Yes, here goes my vacation Oh, there goes my vacation <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> Oh no so, so it, again, it comes down to how much of it are you willing to accept and do? 
Uh, in my case, I still am. But the older you get, uh, 10 years down the road, maybe your joints hurt a little bit, right? So that's when you start thinking, you know what, maybe I'll skip this one. Uh, mm. you, you start thinking about migrating back to the offices more. As they do say, it's a young man's job over there. Mm. Uh-huh. But like, you know, after like 20-odd days, 30-odd days offshore, how does it affect you? Do you feel like disoriented and things like that? Because like, you know, you're just stuck within that, that same environment. It's like, you know, being stuck on an island. Let, but, me, let me ask you yeah. guys, are you guys claustrophobic by any chance? Or? Um, not terribly. Like, how, how, how has MCO been treating you? Working from home, uh. you know. <laughs> yeah. they got to listen to our previous episode. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> because because you, you can draw the pedals there. I, I think Soraya Looking at you You need your walks right <laughs> Sitting in a room You start getting fidgety Too long or? Uh, Yeah I, I think it's been, I, Like I was telling Daryl In the previous episode I was so happy To come back to work Because uh-huh. I'm I'm okay for I would say like Maybe a week All by myself at home Okay right. like, Not going anywhere uh-huh. Yeah that's fine But I would need to Poke my head out Hello world <laughs> yeah. Maybe at least once a week So being in the same environment Yeah for, for weeks on end mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure How mm. I would handle that Yeah but what hits people the most is the fact that uh, being cooped up so long eventually kinds of um, eats into your your soul or your, your shoulders and all that. Yeah. Uh, you you can't wait to go home and all right. that, right? And the problem is if it starts to show up and then you start bringing that attitude to work. So every time you land, you start thinking about when you want to go home, right? That's when you start seeing that the deterioration in your in your performance or you start lacking that, that attention at parts where they really need you 100. But it happens. It happens, definitely, even for me. So I, I'm very gung-ho for this. I love it. I love the fact that I'm sometimes standing out in the middle of the ocean. You don't see that much stars, actually, though. I was <laughs> expecting, like, you could see the Milky Way band and all that. Not really. <laughs> because the light from the flares and all that is so uh-huh. bright. Huh? So you don't really see much. But but it's calming though The blackness is empty eh? But after a while uh, Like the fourth Fifth time you're up there And uh, you you do get a little lonely You know You start uh, mm. It starts by Wishing for better internet You'll be like mm, I wonder what's everybody doing <laughs> yeah. home You know and, and you get those calls in You know After talking to a loved one uh, Friends and all that you start be wondering, oh man I bet it'd be fun If I was back there too Right Or, or you want to make plans Right, it's very tough for you to make plans. Somebody will tell you, you know, let's hang out so and so two weeks from now. It's, it's, you'll never know. If you'll, you'll never be back know. Yes. So, so life on the road kind of thing. It's very right. tough for you to to set you down. So, you know, most of the time it's very fifty fifty in that sense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, So that that that's the part where where it starts to get a little sucky, I'd say. But like you, a little bit. you know, like as for you, you spoke about you know how the older hands they have trouble when the family part hits yeah, them the and stuff them. like mm-hmm. that, and slowly you know they want to move back to the office mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like for you, you know, you just two years there, it's mm-hmm. it's still pretty fresh. Yes, definitely. But like you know mm-hmm. how 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 does it affect you know like you're living your twenties lah, come on lah, mm-hmm. right? So you there's there's no way out of that. Mm-hmm. But like you know how does that affect your lifestyle? How does that affect uh, your relationship with family, relationship with women, and you know, looking for someone to settle down. I'm assuming it's not as easy, like you know, as people who are out and about, mm-hmm. because like you know, you live literally few months yeah. at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does that work for you? So the biggest problem I have is uh, Tinder doesn't work in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Bumble doesn't work in the ocean. Yeah, you're man. not gonna match with no mermaid. <laughs> so, yeah, relationships are tough to build on. So if you're talking about a special kind of someone. Uh, you have to have that understanding with that person uh, that, uh, you know, you'll be gone for quite a while. And uh, even communication, there might be a breakdown in communications for a while. Right. You cannot contact me. You know, we've got a WhatsApp chats and all that don't really work sometimes. The internet is sketchy and all. So you have to be resigned to the fact. And it's true. 
for the most part that it gets a little abrasive tensions start to flare up because maybe you and to be fair like I can't be there when when she's having a tough day right mm-hmm. she wants to call you up and it can't really reach you but people you see it on the rig people still do have happy lives so it's a matter of just balancing it out I guess yeah working things out you, you, you're gone for a month and end and then you end up being in a life for a whole month mm. you know? and it's like oh I'm sick of you go <laughs> back to the rig <laughs> when's yeah. your next time to go to the rig please go <laughs> that happens a lot that happens a lot ah. actually I think even even you know, like my sweet sweet mother back home I haven't seen her in a while uh, when I go home right I get back into that that old uh, mentality I'm in the house with my legs up I'm on a vacation mommy what's for dinner you know <laughs> that kind of thing so after a while she says when are you going back <laughs> your mom actually gets sick of you yeah I mean uh, after a while everybody does <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you should know you live. Oh, well, well, you don't, right? Because you only spend X amount of time with him, then he's yes. gone again. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> Me and Daryl, we, so, we we live in the same house. We're then, technically supposed to be housemates for three years, but I think cumulatively he's been like in the house for only about less than a month, lah. La, maybe. Month. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it never worked out, lah. Maybe somewhere here. <laughs> Relationships don't work that long, lah. For me, at least, lah. Yeah. I've got to fit in. Every time I come back, I'm like, mm, okay, so so you got to work something out. You got to make sure something works out. You want to? You want to? You want to time schedule, la. <laughs> It's yeah. either you score something or you don't. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, okay, who can do dinner tonight? Okay, lunch tomorrow. Uh, lunch can have breakfast. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, we don't know. We got to do it today. There's no other way. <laughs> I'm flying off tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, wow. But I mean, have you been able to build anything then, or it's still it's still a work in progress? <laughs> uh, I've had uh, relationships before, like um, while I was there, it kind of petered out in the sense that it didn't really work out mm. because uh, yeah, I, I distance uh, distance is the right. issue here. I mean, distance can be managed if you can still have that that communication, the healthy communication right, to work okay. out. But the fact that certain points of uh, blackout in a sense, so that's where it gets a little bit tough to reconcile that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, so. But what about um, ladies on the rig? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was just going to ask. This seems like such a um, stereotypically male-dominated uh, industry. But, that's what you. Yeah. That's what we think. Mm-hmm. You know, being people who right. don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. what life is on the rig, and I think you've only mentioned oil men, mm-hmm. right? So the are brotherhood. there? Yeah, the, the rig, rig brotherhood. <laughs> rig brothers. So what there? happened to the sisters? <laughs> Oh man, trust me, with like a couple of sisters up there, like change the view a little bit, you know, change the scenery a little bit. Right, then maybe you, when you open Tinder, you're like, oh, she's, she's the other side of the rig. Or, ooh, we'll have a date in the she's galley. She's on the other rig. Oh, she's on the other rig. <laughs> so, so uh, I mean, it's, I know it's a little cheeky, but um, at least we used to do this on the rig. So we'll get a transcript of who's coming in the next day, right? So if there's a chopper showing up the next day, they'll release the transcript earlier. So it's on the board, right? Oh. So it's a matter of habit for everybody to walk past it. Look, hey, let's can through, man. Who's coming through? Oh, it's a girl! <laughs> oh, so everybody has a day in advance to prepare for this. If you suddenly see people shaving, you know, you go for the meeting, you'll be like, everybody shaved today. <laughs> oh, man, there's somebody new on board. Definitely, you know, hair's a little bit more combed. You see, you see. But you do get um, uh, female engineers on board as What's well. What's the ratio? Guy to girl ratio? One girl in 20 guys? Two girls, maybe uh, 150 guys. Oh, Push, that's, wow. that's yeah. Oh, huge. Man. Well, those two will definitely yeah. be bunking together. <laughs> it's always single digit. You, I don't think I've seen more than three or four people. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh. And how do they treat the women there? Yeah. Oh, like goddesses. <laughs> <laughs> no, people treat them comfortable, fine, you know, because they're just work colleagues to us anyways. But they do afford them a little bit more leeway, right? Ah. <laughs> it's um, like you, you can't afford the same mistake as the girl did. No, no, right? I wouldn't like say, uh, mistakes are mistakes, but, but it's something like this. Uh, this is a bit. So I had a colleague who was a girl who would come in after me. So on my birthday, nobody did jack. 
No, nobody cared. Nobody cared. Right? It's alright. You know, I wish myself happy birthday, so it's fine. It was on the rig. And during her birthday, when she went on board, that was her birthday. Oh, they baked her a cake. Wow. You know, they announced it on the intercom system. You know, the cam sang song for her. And so they treated her like a celebrity. <laughs> like, it's just you know a little bit of festiveness to tie it up, like, I guess. Mm. Is that because everyone's just excited? She's oh my god, she's a woman. Or is it because they they want to make sure that women are given a good experience there, so that maybe they can then encourage other women mm-hmm. to join and say, you know what? Yes, there are a lot of guys, but it's still a very worthy field um, for women to try and you know make their way in. What definitely, think? definitely. I think it's 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 both of it. Yeah. Number one is just to to make a new face feel a bit more comfortable in a crowd full of men. Uh, also, start bringing in more faces into the crowd. Mm. You start seeing more ladies there as well. And and the ladies there, let me tell you, man, yeah. they would kick your ass. <laughs> they would. They would. They, they are hardcore. Yeah, you know they, they don't mess around. You I'm assuming around, like you, you know, come like, around there and say ade, apa ade, ah, elbow. <laughs> <laughs> no cake for you. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I, I'm assuming it takes a certain kind of character exactly. to exactly. to end up exactly. where they are, Yes, la. Exactly. End of the day, it's a matter of uh, character to to whether you can can. Uh, I wouldn't say tough it out, no. Uh, whether it works for you or not, are you willing to survive with it? So now you're back, and how long has it been already? One month. Oh, this was a long break for me. So I was here back for about uh, almost now two months plus. I think. Is the longest you see me, Daryl, right? Yeah, I yeah, think I've so. been just moping around for the longest <laughs> time. But too bad, MCO. Mm. COVID has been here about what? This is a second yeah. year in, uh, more or less? Year and a half already. Year and a, yeah. year and a half. Almost, almost a second a year, year right? and a half. This is your first lockdown experience, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the thing is, you've been away for so long that you've not experienced working from I, I, home I've lockdown. Had, I've had I've had lockdowns in uh, Labuan, but it's not so much where this is the real work from home lockdown having back in KL. And the feeling of it is really getting to me after a while. You know, it's, it's fun the first two weeks. After that, oh man, it just get tiring walking around the house. PC. <laughs> the, the best part of the day is figuring out what oh, did I get I today. I had it yesterday, no. <laughs> but does life on the rig not prepare you for something like this? It does. But I'd say like, first on the rig, you, you go with the scope of, okay, it's a work job and I have my time off after this. Now that I'm back home... I come back with a mentality is like I'm back home from work. This is where I'm supposed to ease off and enjoy. And I come back to like a prison step setting. So like, right. Man, I feel, it feels like I'm back in work. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, and I guess that on the rig, you have duties every day to just fill things yes. up and, you know, make yes. the time yes. go by. You won't know. You, you're there day one, you sleep and you wake up next day and it's already day 25. So this will probably be your career for the foreseeable future. You're going to be, you're going to get to that lower bunk someday. Yes. That's Dep- your next milestone, depends, la, right? Depends, <laughs> depends on how Elon Elon Musk pulls it off. Like, you never know. Teslas might might explode. Oh. Might, might make it big tomorrow. If you start seeing a lot of Teslas on the road, you know. Okay. That's when you're going to... Sakti is probably having a job right now. <laughs> I mean, this is something that we always hear. Yeah, yeah. Petronas, Petronas. Mm. But it's a lifestyle which we never mm. hear about, actually. We never hear about. And especially for someone who is in their quarter life, Correct. right? And like those questions that you asked were great because they're so relevant. Mm-hmm. And it's mm. different for you mm-hmm. because of the lifestyle you lead. Yeah, so this has been super insightful. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Sakti, for sharing all this with us. Am I ever going to become a drilling fluids engineer? No. <laughs> I don't think so. But it's, it's really good to know mm. what it's it's all about. Uh, Wait, one last question. Yeah. Do you have entertainment like karaoke night? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, they do have it. They don't have a karaoke night per se, but you work it out with the crew, right? Okay. Like you you have... You organise yourself lah. Ah, oh, okay. Football la. nights. Hey, oh. Okay, watch football lah. They, they, have, they have football there and then karaoke's, karaoke rooms they have. 
movie rooms. So you you do have leisure time. They, okay. It's there for you. You want to play. You want to play ping pong. That's what they all mad there. Ping pong. People <laughs> love ping pong. They queue up for that ping pong. But you don't get those. Uh, you cannot stretch your legs a lot, lah. You can you can jog around the helipad. So that's oh, cool. Mm. okay, okay. Helipad. You can run around that in your shorts, lah. <laughs> Thank you again so much, uh, Sakti, for joining us on this episode. Thank you very much, guys. My pleasure being here. Right, so that's another episode of the Quad Life Crisis. You know, if you really enjoyed our uh, intros and outro music, you can always check out the guy who did it. Uh, his name is Nidusmas Music. You can check him out on Instagram at Nidusmas Music, N-I-D-U-S-M-A-S-M-U-S-I-C. If you're wondering what Nidusmas is, it's Amsterdam backwards. Also, if you really like our episodes, you really like our podcast, you really like our content, if, you know, at any point you want to be another guest just like Shakti did, you can always slide in our DMs on our Instagram at Quad Life Crisis. Shock It's Quad Life Crisis S-Y-O-K You know If there's any idea Any topic in mind Which you want to speak about You can always let us know Yeah So we'll catch you On the next episode Of the Quad Life Crisis Ciao Bye